Just because you wear a tight shirt doesn't mean you have muscles, okay? Boom! Boom! <laughs> Don't take your shirt off on camera. We started. We're live. Let's go. Welcome back to the Why Are You Laughing podcast episode number finale. Thank you, all of you. Season three. It was tremendous. I had a good time. Uh, welcome to the show, everybody. I don't know really what to say except thank you. Uh, and we also have a new country listening to the show. Let's head to the dashboards on my little trick-or-treat platform here. Let me just check it out once it loads because my computer's slow. Uh, Jared, do you remember the name of the country that is now a part of the show? Granada. Welcome, Granada, to the show. Interesting fact about Granada, uh, it's known as the Island of Spice because it produces nutmeg and Mace crops, as well as some other spices, otherwise known as stomachiastic uh, flavors. <laughs> if you don't know what that is, then look it up in the dictionary. <laughs> I'm like, good stuff. Anyway, uh, welcome back to the Why You Laughing Podcast. It's me, your boy, the one, the only, the Clappinator. Uh, we have also here with us two legends. One of them who is losing so much weight, he's starting to look like a Build-A-Bear workshop representative because he's so cute. <laughs> right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And uh, Jared's here as well. All right, now the one goes to go to the topics. Here we go. No. <laughs> and we find to these introductions tonight, huh? Mr. Landry is back. I'm so Namaste. happy that he has blessed me again with his presence. Thank you both for coming on the show. Thank you for being on the season finale. There's no better people who I would want on the show other than these two gentlemen right here, if you can see what I'm doing. <laughs> Thanks, man. Appreciate it. Always love being on. Um, How are you guys, first of all? Like, how's your health? Are you feeling good? Are you staying safe and healthy? Let's just I'm get strong right like ox. Strong like ox. Well, yeah. Enough with the flexing. That shirt's going to break, okay? <laughs> I, I can't help it. Yeah, I know. I know. But I'm good. I think I'm good. You look good. You seem like you're happier. No, I gained some weight this week. <laughs> oh man. That's but right. this week I was I was I wasn't too well this week. I got some weird stomach bug. Oh, that ain't good. Um, I didn't it know. Was that. For like, it was for like two days. It was weird. I got a fever over the night. It was weird. Was it for more cowbell? You know, honestly, I think it was from chocolate. I, got from, <laughs> I think it was from chocolate I got from Ikea. From Ikea? You, okay, so, Rick, Rick, you, you ate chocolate from Ikea. That's the problem. Did they no make kidding. you, like, did they make you assemble the chocolate yourself before you ate it? I had to put it together. That day. <laughs> they like Hershey bars, little squares connected. Grind up, grind yeah. up the cocoa beans, melt it down. Uh, <laughs> for a second, I thought I was missing a part. I was like, I had to call a customer service. I was like, yo, who's this? <laughs> Houston, we have an issue. But it was weird, though. It was, like, the weirdest one-day sickness I ever had. But other than that, you know, I don't like going to work like that. I don't like the people there. One day isn't that bad. One day is, like, tolerable. It kind of makes you remember that you're still human and that you can still be kicked down. But when you get back up, it's like, all right, let's let's get it. Let's get it's it. sad because I, I missed a whole week of gym. Oh, that's the worst feeling in the world, man. Good. Yeah. 
I'm still going twice a week. I've been tripping up a little bit. Attaboy, Sam. <laughs> um, Man, you looked you looked like Chris Foley right there so bad. That was hysterical. Yeah, that's one of that his main lines. On. I've been trimming up. <laughs> yeah. The only thing he trimmed was some uh, white paper. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so let's get it right into the topics. Um, oh, by the way, I well, Jared's talking to somebody. I'm not sure who, but uh, when he get where he gets finished, I have a question for him. And my question is, how is he doing? I don't know what he's doing. I think something's going on. But anyway, uh, the one topic that we're going to discuss today, uh, which I find very interesting, and. I was thinking about this a lot last week and the week before, you know, the, the show. Um, and it's talking about traditions. Traditions and, like, different types of weddings. Hey, there's Jerry's dad. Hey, dad. Big Ed. There he is. <laughs> he made his way on the show. He kicked them out. Oh, God, Jared was too loud. <laughs> You know, when you, have, when you have headphones on, it's so different. It's like your your voice is intense. Yeah, kicked out. I've been exiled. I've been exiled, guys. Get the heck out of here. You're so loud. <laughs> um, you know what? They say, my dad, my dad comes in the house. I tell him on the podcast, so he needs to be quiet. Remember what he says to me? He goes, this is my house. <laughs> <laughs> Go do your podcast downstairs. I want to eat and watch TV. He did not say that. No, he didn't. He did not say that. Because <laughs> only you can say hilarious. that, Sam. That'd only be, you can say that, Sam. That would have been hilarious if he did. Oh, like, my goodness. Can you imagine? <laughs> you ought to teach him that and make it a catchphrase. It is a catchphrase. It, it's yeah. known. We Everybody knows. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you know what? Once this whole thing's over, everyone's going to know. Because I'm having a party here. Where's here, Very Sam? Glorious. In my house! There we go. <laughs> Love it. I don't think Klebert knows that story. Oh. No. You can tell him oh, real quick. Man. Go ahead. We, we oh, told man. it on this no, show before, you, but just you wanna, to remind. You wanted to find these. I, we need Ethan. Ethan tells it the best. He does. I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to tell him. I'll reiterate. Okay, so what happened was this, my friends. Uh, we've spoken about this before, but this was way in, early in season one. We're approaching season four, so I feel it's appropriate to revisit this story. Uh, Recap. So what happened was this. I have not seen Jared in years at this point. I've seen him once, maybe. We reconnected once before this had happened. Um, I saw him in Brock's basement. And it was a trip because we had not seen each other in a while. And so, you know, later on, uh, I think I, I decided to have a party at my house which I usually do in the fashion that I would like. And I texted Ethan, who has been on the show before, Big EB, shout out, and he invited uh, Jarrett to come over. And I knew this. But what happened was is that I had gone to the store with some friends of mine and to pick up supplies to come back. And uh, <laughs> when I get back, I did not know who was going to be waiting in my dining room. And it was my friend who I had not seen except for that one time. And it was just, it was so happy. So I come in the house and uh, he's the first person I see. And the door swings open and I say to Jared. 
<laughs> I say, what are you doing here, Landry? This is my house. Iconic, dude. I... Yeah, he, he was stunned. I, he, like, he just stood at me. Stood. He st stared at me like I was a chemistry set. He just mouth wide like. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know. I didn't really know how to uh, how to take it. How to react? Yeah, not at all. <laughs> but it what was funny about it was Ethan actually predicted it. He was like, "Watch this. Sam's gonna swing the door open, and this is what he's gonna say." He he literally called it dude. <laughs> it was unreal. So, but anyway, now to the topic at hand. I feel like this is very interesting, especially for kind of the times that we're living in. Uh. A lot of these people are doing Zoom weddings and, you know, family events over the computer. Kind of like what we're doing right now, but I feel like that's different. Now, the topic of today's podcast is weddings and family traditions. What have you guys experienced as far as, you know, when if your family has a wedding, what is one thing or many things that you guys do when special occasions like these come up. And of course now it's different because nobody can get together. So when this thing before it started, what was one thing that would happen? Anybody can take mm -hmm. this question. It doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. Um No it's funny, I everyone in my family was already kind of married. Like I've only been to maybe one family wedding. Really? That was my that was my aunt's like twenty years ago. Oh my word! Yeah. Besides that, like all my cousins still aren't married. Oh wow! And then all my other relatives have stayed married. So I've really like family weddings. I have not been to many. <laughs> wow. Me neither. Gotcha. Yeah. But regular weddings, on the other hand. Oh dog! I've been. To... Oh my word! You know what's funny is that not a lot of people have been to weddings in their lifetime. A lot of people that I know have only been to a couple. They they have they have to be like one of the best experiences. Oh, dog! I was so excited for this show today because I got some stories. Oh, I got some stories. There was be ready. Um, <clears throat> so just as kind of a backstory, I was in both of my parents' weddings. In '98, I was the ring bearer at my father's wedding. And they had to stop the ceremony because I had to use the bathroom. <laughs> and nobody was going to stop me. There was not nothing or nobody that was going to stop me from walking away from the situation and going to use a can. <laughs> hey, man. Me, my grandfather calls. took me. And it's... <laughs> I walk out. And as soon as I walk out and back into the foyer, the big, you know, because my dad grew up here in Marlboro. And so we had it at the uh, the church over here. And as soon as I walk out of the bathroom and back into the area, everyone just starts out busting in applause. As soon as I walk out of the bathroom, <laughs> it was hilarious. And the one thing that I remember about that is that uh, the priest or uh, what, do, what do they call that guy? The guy who does the, um, the minister. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I kept like hearing the word ring. And I mean, this is 98. I don't know nothing. So I like start to walk up as soon as I hear ring. And he's like, nope, not yet. Nope, not yet. 
this happened four or five times and I'm just like, this guy's triggering me. <laughs> it's like, I'm trying to do my job here. But anyway, so that happened. And then fast forward like 20 years uh, later, uh, my mom gets married. And uh, I walked her up the steps at the hall and uh, and gave her away. Oh, that's awesome. That's that's awesome. So that I, I which is crazy because I just I couldn't believe I was in both of their weddings. That, that yeah. was funny. Funniest part about that wedding was like this: she couldn't get the ring <laughs> on John's finger, and so I screamed out, "I was like, somebody get the soap!" <laughs> And she yelled at me during the ceremony, like, Sam, y'all! Uh, only you! Only you, <laughs> man! Oh, oh, my word. Everyone was dying laughing. So that I think that's the only thing that helped. Wait. So, wait. Your parents were never together? Nope. Oh, okay. I'm like, I was like, wait, what? Yeah, they got married <laughs> twice, Cleaver, and I happened to just be there. No. Wait, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I thought they were like, renewed their vows. I'm like, what? Like, what? No, no, no. No, they were never married. Nope. Oh, Separately. Yeah. Separately. Kind of crazy. How many kids can say that? Not many, if any, dude. Yeah. True. Pretty incredible. Um. And, uh, yeah, yeah. I was happy to be a part of both of their big days. Number that's the last thing I'll say about it. It was just fantastic. Um, my mom's wedding, I actually got to go to the reception, so that was that was cool. What are you doing? Are you baking yourself some cookies? Actually, my wife just made some homemade cookies. Yo, um, man, that's you healthy. can't be doing that. That's healthy for the. And I got my, I got my own bag. Are you ain't gonna share. That's healthy for the gym. Yeah. Right? <laughs> it's the weekend. <laughs> Yo, man, the grind never stops. What are you talking about? Try right. what white chocolate said over here. My white chocolate? Yeah. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Get those reps in. Get those reps in, big guy. No, but when you, like when Jared talks about you know, separate weddings, like when you when you go to a special occasion like that, there's nothing like it, man. I always have a good time. I always have a good time, especially when you don't have to be in charge. It's like, yes. Right? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to remember the last wedding I went to. Was it a while ago? Probably probably Dom's. We went Dom's? You were Snapchatting me while you were at Dom's. You were definitely at oh, Dom's. Yeah, 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 that was the last one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that wedding looked wild. What happened? Yeah, yeah that was like a, actually like a year and a week ago. What happened? Tell me. Tell me a story. At the, at the wedding? I mean, it's, it snowed. <laughs> that oh, was really? Tough. Yeah, it was like a snowstorm. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> yeah, because nobody was dressed for it whatsoever, other than wearing a coat. That's the worst. I mean, that's what happens yeah. when you do, like, early December weddings. You always run into that chance. Yeah, but it was, like, it was clear, right? Right when we pull up to the funeral hall, it was clear. Weddings, you know, ceremony is over. You're walking out. How we lost them. Like, oh. bruh. So we're like, okay. Yeah, it's like a full-blown blizzard. I'm like, okay, I guess <laughs> we're going down the street. I don't and then we start so. driving, and then we get there, and then we go in. A couple hours later, everybody's going out to go warm up their car. It's a full-blown, like, put. Like a blizzard. Um, it's like. I don't think I ever went to, I mean, if I did, I don't remember, but I, yeah, I don't think I really ever went to a wedding around this time. The only time that I ever did anything close to that is, this had to be probably 2016. 
I had a wedding every four months. Like, four months in a row, excuse me. So it was, it was just like September, October, November. No, uh, what's the month before September? August? August, yes, thank you. Oh, man. <laughs> Maybe nine blown. Maybe it was two in November. Maybe I think that's the case. But this was a while ago. So. Not for me, bro. I had a blast. <laughs> it was just like, it was a party. It was just a party. Like, every every couple of months. It was like, yep, another wedding you gotta go to. <laughs> Rock and roll, man. Free food. Get to hang out. Cut loose. Exactly. Dance. You, you get to see all the people you love to hang out with in just like a fancy party like setting. It's un- They are unreal. It's fantastic. And I'm so good at weddings because it's like I'm a social person. I'm already out there bebopping around saying hi to everybody. That's <laughs> just my element. You know what I'm saying? And it's like – but it's funny because the people locally would have weddings here. And even at a young age, I always was at weddings. And like – I, that's I actually learned how to dance at a really young age. I was probably like nine or ten. <clears throat> I remember this specifically. I can't remember whose wedding it was, but there was this one broad. She was uh, I don't know if she was in the wedding or what, but she was a very nice girl. She like taught me how to dance. She took the time to be like, all right, I can say, and this is how you do this, this and this. And that's where I kind of got my confidence from. I got my confidence from, you know, somebody accepting me into, like, their group of friends, even at a young age. So she taught me how to dance and all this other stuff. And I actually have a picture of it. And I'm going to post it uh, as the cover photo for, like, my Instagram thing later tonight. So. Oh, boy. I can't wait for that. <laughs> Jared, turn off the phone. It was an alarm. It was an alarm. My bad. Alarm for why is it time to take your happy pill? Yep. <laughs> Forgot to take my breath control, you know. Oh yes. well, <laughs> I'm, hey. just, I'm just messing. I'm Prevent just messing. the pregnancies. <laughs> Y'all clean your face right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that was too funny. Yeah, so uh no, I it's it's just a fun time. It's a very happy, happy occasion. Did you ever meet anyone at weddings that, like, you thought would be, like, a suitable suitor type type deal? Suitable suitor. I, I didn't know what to say at that point, so I just made something up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I don't think a lot of the weddings I've been to, I haven't met new people. It's been, like, close friend groups growing up. Yeah, yeah. And they all started getting married, like, back to back to back to back years. Because right. Right. a lot of times these guys go to weddings to, like, to meet new people, you know, and sometimes to find new people. So, mm-hmm. It really varies. But have you guys ever had that experience before? Kaliber, you've been married a long time, obviously, now. But um, when you were younger, did anything like that happen? Um, what did you do when you were younger? Did you go out of the house at all? People <laughs> was ratchet. How young are we talking, though? Go back as far as you want, dog. This is, this is your show. So, like, before I was 10, I was an 8, so, yeah, I was outside every day. We wake up at 7 o'clock, I don't come back home till like, 6. Streetlights. Yeah. Yeah. Well, not even that. Sometimes there was no lights. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) 
Wow. So, Develop that night vision quick. <laughs> My wife always like, you can see in the dark. I'm like, yeah, I'm used to it. I learned how to do it when I was very young. I'm like, we have blackouts. You know, if I find one little light in the in the darkness, I'm gonna use that to like intensify my vision and like. Right. right. So, but other, I mean, I, then, uh, we did go to a lot of weddings. I remember a lot of the weddings actually, but they were like all church weddings, so mm. like I had no interest in them. Yeah, I got you. They're boring. They're just they don't talk mm-hmm. about you. And they were overcrowded. It was like way too many people. You know, I ain't got time to say hi to 250 people. I'm like, get out of here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I was young, so I'm like, yo, where the food at? You know, yeah, like, exactly. It's like, and even the people that you that are there, it's like you you want to meet the people that you know. It's like when you like even my mother's wedding, like there was a lot of people, but I knew every single person there. And I'm a butterfly, so it's like I'll talk to everybody. I don't care who you are. You can be a monkey on a rock, and I know your name. I'll go right up to you. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk. Um, but that's interesting. So, did you say you lived in Haiti? Yeah. yeah. When'd you I come moved, to the states? I moved here when I was ten, so like two thousand one. Oh wow, bro! Wow, yeah. that's crazy. Nice. Now, was it a culture shock for you? Um, yeah, because they taught us a lot of things in Haiti, and they don't teach you a lot here. No. <laughs> oh, no, absolutely not. Hey, no, welcome to class. We're going to play a movie. Sit there and uh, shut up. <laughs> like, you know, like, stuff, like, they really focused on that in Haiti, like, the facts, like, things that people are finding out now, like, you know, in, like, 2020, is like, bro, we, we knew that stuff. Right. <laughs> right. But, like, the food was, like, the biggest shock to me. Like, so on the flight, I did not come here on a boat. Let's get that out. Don't be racist, people. I won't find you. I came on American Airlines first class. Yeah. Okay. I don't know how it happened. I didn't ask questions. All I know is my uncle hooked it up. And I was like, bet. Nice. But my first American meal on American Airlines was meatloaf. And I ate three portions of that. Okay, that's when I started being fat. Yo, man, American comfort food hits different. Yo, I was like, yo. It's hard. And my, I was with my grandma and my sister. They were like, they don't like this. I'm like, pass it. <laughs> pass that. 100%. I, I wish I could find a picture of me. I was a little scrawny nothing. Like, it was so bad. Like what you look like now. No, no, like that. I was like, I was like starving Marvin. He's sick. Hey. Yeah. That's interesting, man. I didn't know that about you. Like, now, did you still speak the language when you came over here, or did you know English? Well, we started learning English while I was there, because we knew we were coming. So, we were listening to a lot of Celine Dion. But she's Canadian. But she spoke English. True. She ain't Canadian, she's French. French Canadian. No, it doesn't count. She's from Canada. That's fine. It doesn't count. Okay. What? <laughs> you want to speak? You want to speak French? Go to France. This is Canada. It's still in the United States. Terrible. <laughs> wait, wait, Sam, Sam, Don't we need to do a geography lesson real quick. <laughs> Canada ain't part of the United States. I bro. know it's still in the same little continent, though, so I don't count as it being separate. 
You saying Me- you saying Mexico ain't separate? No, we're all brothers. Fair enough. Right You're or right. wrong. You're right. Except for except for Texas. They I don't care know. how many walls go up. I still love those people. Okay. Big facts. Right Big or wrong. Facts. Right or wrong. No, you're right. You're right. <laughs> I can. I can. I can. Like, I can. Are you sure? <laughs> no, man. I'm just kidding. Yeah, dude. Celine Dion. Oh my God, she's tremendous. Her voice is incredible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely incredible. Can you imagine being 12, and the guy's managing you, and you you just get like you catch feelings at some point, and now and then you marry the guy. Can you imagine that? That's that's, that's, that's like, weird, man. That was the first creepy relationship I didn't question. I yeah, like, right. Because <laughs> like it didn't process to me. Because actually, when I first when I got here. So the whole R. Kelly thing with, you know, peeing on that girl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Later, and anybody questioned that, right? And I'm like, hmm, hmm. That's different. And I'm like, and nobody's going to question that. I mean. And now, what a difference it is because everyone questions everything. Is, did he die? Her husband? Yeah, yeah, he died. Yeah, he died recently, like within the past three yeah, years. Yeah, I think it was like this year, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very, very recently. Very recently. He was old. Mm. He was old when he married like, they were, her. They were super in love. Like, it was like, wow, amazing. But it's, at the beginning, it just doesn't make sense, you know? It just, you is, know. To, what is this thing you're popping up, Theodore Brown? <laughs> what the heck was that? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> hey, what's up? Oh, gang gang. What's up, son? We have a podcast guest, uh, Mr. Nick DeGangie. Welcome to the show, oh, sir. Oh, what's up? Welcome. What's up, guys? How are you? Gang, I saw dude. Guys, I'm like, I'm like triple booked right now. I'll give you 10 solid minutes. Give me a segment. What, what are we talking about? We're talking about weddings and traditions of family. Go. Overrated. <laughs> mid. <laughs> it's mid. No, nah, man, we're talking about weddings and stuff like that. Um. And we're talking about uh, just the experiences and stuff that we've had. Experiences, uh, notable experiences. And if you've been to a thousand weddings like me, there's no shortage of stories. And then you start to lose your memory after the stories pile up. (laughs) Yeah, weddings all blend together. They're all kind of the same. Uh, My my wedding was the best wedding ever. I'm a little biased, but I wasn't there, so I wasn't. I didn't know you yet. Also, dude, you were like, like, how old are you right now? How old are you? 27. 27? All right. You were like 14 when we got married. That would not be fun, Jared. That would not be the Jared to party with. I can't agree with that. I've been friends with Jared a long time. Wait, wait. wait. Don't answer that question. Don't incriminate yourself. I wasn't going to incriminate myself. I was going to say 14-year-old Jared was a weeb. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) My wedding, I'll tell you right now, my wedding was just a a constant party. We didn't do any of the – all right. You know when you go to weddings and it's like – Everyone has to sit around and wait for, like, you know, pictures and all that stuff and blah, blah, blah. We oh, had... all, the, all the program scheduled crap. Oh, no word, it's a nightmare. Bogus. Bogus. So we had the entire time was just dancing. Total party the entire time. We didn't have a sit-down meal. We had appetizers the entire night. We had pumped out apps all night long because apps are the best thing. Because when yeah. you go to weddings, sometimes weddings can be made or make or break with, like, the food. If it's awful food, like, you're in a bad mood for us a day or, like, you're all greasy and you don't want to party afterwards. So we had... Apps nonstop, dancing nonstop. It was like the best wedding ever. Uh, that's all. Yeah, we had, we, had, uh, we had cupcakes instead of a cake because uh, we were way ahead of the trend. 
Because like you know, everyone has a little cupcake. I mean, it's a little thing. It's, it, was, it was quaint. Cleaver, what are you showing us? Me. I, I found a picture. Aww. <laughs> Chunka. Look at you go. You're crushing it already. Yeah, wow. Like we're all in basements right now. Oh, yeah. Nice. That bro. was my start at Basement game. Yeah, dude. Weddings are fun. It, it's interesting to see, like, how things have grown in the past years. Like, so, nobody wanted to dance, and now everybody wanted to dance. That's yeah. nice. Like, like being an actual guest in a wedding, I haven't been a guest at many weddings, but from the DJ perspective of weddings... Talk about it's that. Business. You control you're the working. show. You control the show. You're working, but you're also having the time of your life. I have never not had, like, the time of my life DJing a wedding. Now, Jared, do you get in line first when you're working at the wedding? <laughs> like, get in line. They, they push they, the bride aside. They're like, get out of the way, Jared. They bring, I'm not going to lie. They, they bring you the food before the bride and groom get it. I kid you not. That's hilarious. I always get first dibs on, like, food. Yeah. Food. My, tap, my drink tab is always covered. Suck yeah. to them. Check <laughs> <laughs> should be you. Wow. Like it's it's crazy. Like when you have that opportunity to be part of like someone's special day like that, like such a key role too. Yeah, yeah, like, it, does. it kind of I don't know, it makes Eesh. you feel good. It makes you feel good about yourself. But then you you literally control the pace of how everything goes. Yeah, man, and make you, a break. Make it is make a break because I like I've never had a bad experience DJing, but I have heard of horror stories of people just not bad dancing music, spending way too much time on slow songs and songs no one cares about. Slow songs, yeah, that, yeah, that, that, that's a good time, right Dude, there. Like when I when I DJ when I DJ a wedding, like obviously there's there's the um, the oh, no, what is happening right now? Oh, we have another DJ in the house. Let's go. No, he just wants to control on me, man. This is five people on my show right now, ladies and gentlemen. I didn't ask for this. It was thrust upon me. I apologize. I want to back up. Apologize for being late and for the wicked, unflattering angle. Okay, Matt, I'm hiding in my zone. bedroom. So this is how it's gonna work. We need to do like Matt, one at a time, people. Right <laughs> Nick, oh god, with, with Nick here, we're never gonna get one at a time. Great. Just, just <laughs> <laughs> like, no, but like back to what I was saying, like when when you DJ a wedding, there's uh, there's like the music you play for the um for the drink out cocktail hour, then you have your dinner music, your your two songs with the your three songs, the mother, son, father, daughter, bridegroom. Two slow songs for the old people to dance, and then you'd let it rip the rest of the night, and Waste you don't slow down. Waste of time. Waste <laughs> of time is right. <laughs> Who does that? Who does that? It's too much work. It's so much work, dog. It, it's like it's like planning for a festival. It's like, okay, we have to do this, we have to do this, we have to get people have food ready for this guy, for this person. It's just, it's a nightmare. I'm so glad <sighs> that I was only involved in a few. Like, I've been in four weddings. Two of them, I was a groomsman, which was simple. Fine, except for taking pictures. That was trick-or-treat nonsense. <laughs> Three, I was in, I was the ring bearer at my father's wedding, and then I walked my mother upstairs and gave her away. But it was, um, it was just interesting to see how much the behind-the-scenes work goes. It's just, I'm looking at these people, I'm like, my God, I'd be out of breath already if I had to do any oh, of this. Like, like being involved, like, like, no. Being involved in the wedding scene, like, everything, like, obviously not married myself, but Matt, Nick, and Cleveland oh, can attest. There is, you're not married, it is Jared? constant, it is, no. Oh, I wonder why. It's because I choose to be. <laughs> <laughs> I'm well, kidding! Like, the amount, of, the, the behind-the-scenes chaos for yeah, that, yeah. 
that period of time from engagement to the wedding is complete nonsense. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Complete nonsense. Um, also, that's why like, you completely take yourself out of it and let her do all the work. That's right. This <laughs> genius. I had a tough time feeling you right there. I'm going to cancel you. You're <laughs> sure, DJ, DJ, DJing is like a, a thankless job too, right? Like no one tells you to do a good job, but you know if you do a bad job. Like everyone's like, oh, you. I, like I mean, I, I've, if I've everything's had... good, everyone just has a good time, and like it's like, oh, hey, good job. But like if it's bad, then like they will work ruin you. Right? I have, like, I like, have seen, I have seen names in the circuit go around because they did a bad job DJing and will never DJ again. <laughs> like I think I know the initials okay. of the person you're talking about. <laughs> Probably do. <laughs> I guess I ain't saying nothing. You know what's funny though is like it like, depends on the DJ because you could go up to a DJ and tell him that he's doing the most fantastic job in the world, and he could look at you and be like, "Yeah, thanks, kid. Shut up. I got work to do," and just like, completely blow you off, turn the other way. Uh, but, like, you, like, when you're when you're put in that position, you got to take it as a like they chose you, right? Like to to not mess it up. Like, that's that's a that's a big way on your shoulders. That's a big privilege. Like I, the first one I did was uh was Ben and Patience's and that was what 2016 15 I don't know and after that I did such a good job on that wedding I had people in the circuit giving my name out for what I had people texting me I'm like I don't I never gave you my number I don't know who you are and that's just where it kind of took off was just doing it right once that's a compliment well huh that's a compliment high compliment yeah. hmm. You know, hey, hey, as long as they're thinking about you, that's a good thing. Build that brand, right? It's tough. Like doing Windows Twenty is tough, though. Cause, like you can't just you can't just play any song. No, everyone's <laughs> critical. They want they want their songs in. People order. try to request songs that oh aren't approved, and then you got like you have to have you have to get a list, get approved by the master ceremonies, and it's it's a mess. And then you have to search for the songs. And it's like uh, these songs haven't been played since 1932. They're not on the internet anymore. It's, it's tough canceled. to find the songs. <laughs> it is. They're not there anymore. But it's fun. I love it. I yeah. mean, that's my perspective. Some people think it's a job. Oh, my oh, Nick's gone. <laughs> Some people think it's a job. I do it for fun. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Matt, thank you for coming on the show. I'm here, boys. I'm sorry I'm late. I was doing a family thing. That's okay. Again on Zoom. And I also apologize for the awful angle I'm hiding in the bedroom. My hey, apartment's small. So I'm not worried about it. Uh, I'm here. Thank you for coming on the show. This is the Why You Laughing Podcast. Hello, gentlemen. And uh, obviously, I am the host and the commander-in-chief of this spaceship. And we are going nowhere. No. <laughs> Ground control at Major Tom. Yeah, really. Um, <laughs> so tell us about your wedding experiences. Have you had a lot of fun in your life going to stuff like this? Me? Yes. Yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Um, let's see. I've been to... Did I stun you? <laughs> well, I don't know, man. <laughs> uh, let's see. I've only been to like three winnings in my life. Really? Maybe four. That's One was mine. The other was my parents. And the other was my brother's. Wow. And that was about it. I didn't. Uh, really? I didn't go to too many weddings. So that's crazy. And the other ones were when I was like real young. So the only one I like truly have a grasp on was my own three years ago. So right. Without well, but it. Welcome back. Uh, Jared did not DJ it. My oh, uncle my did, and his wife is a singer for cruise ships. So that was lit. So uh, that probably was amazing. Nice. Dude, that was awesome. We had the same one. We had uh, Red Shark, <clears throat> and uh, yeah, it was awesome. Her name is Laura. I know, I forgot. I blanked. Sorry. <laughs> okay, I got you, fam. 
brothers. How long have hey. you guys actually been friends? Brothers, my entire life. <laughs> yeah, uh, confirmed. Um, I've known Klebert for a while. A while? We met, we met playing basketball in Somerville. I don't know. That was like, what, eight years ago? Yeah. Oh, okay. That was like that was a, we like we met and then never like never hung out or talked. It was only once I moved to his hall. Yeah. And we yeah, kinda yeah. started hanging out. Sure. Yeah. That's how you yeah, I think this is basketball. I think this is the second time of me seeing Klebert in person. What's a Klebert? The thing with the, the thing with the mustache. Wow. Oh, okay, bigot. <laughs> <laughs> But I've been in a, a group chat with Cleve for like I don't know a, a year. I don't know how long it's been. Oh yeah, that's true. That's true. Dog, your face. But I, I've never like met him in person, and then that's my brother, and that's Jared. Cleaver. And I've never even met you, Mister uh, Clapanter. <laughs> Jared, who did you invite on my show? <laughs> I love Did it. Did you not inform it. him of who actually is running this ship? <laughs> Sam Clapp, the Clappinator. Oh, my God. Dude, uh, what, I got a couple minutes left. What's the next topic? Okay. Uh, the, oh, I'm we're on a timeline? I didn't know I was this late. Tradition. I'm the captain now. I'm a social butterfly. I, I said I'd give you a solid 10 minutes. I, I bounced out for a minute. But, I, but we're back. I'm back now. So. <laughs> we're back. Okay. Traditions. Go. No, well, can I, can I, uh, can I be kind of a jerk? What, what, are, what are all the topics well, that we, we can choose? Can I do topics, a la carte? We were talking about weddings and traditions today on, on the show. That's the whole theme of it? Yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, nice. All right, I have tradition. stories for days, so. Well, with Matt and Nick here, we can probably get some different brother perspectives of some family traditions over the years. I mean, we're pretty much the same thing, so. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Actually, it's very true. Fair no, we have, we have the same opinions. I just have hair. That's not even a dig. Just the like the way I read it, I was like, "How do you even say that?" <laughs> uh, <laughs> you are magnificent. Anyway, uh, yeah. traditions. What do you guys usually do? I have one tradition. By the way. So, for any wedding, funeral, or family event, my family has made homemade hard cider for 30 years on my father's side. And there's no, always, up? like, a jug of it going around somewhere. Like, I'm surprised nobody's got malaria. It's <laughs> It just goes around, and everyone's like, yep, here you go, here you go. And it's like, there it is. So we can blame you for that. Yeah. All right. I guess so. But that, that's the one tradition that, that happens in my family. Oh, man, I wish I had something like that. Oh, it's oh, bro, it's fantastic. It's absolutely fantastic. You know when that jug comes out that everyone's going to be happy. Oh, yeah. Like, yes, oh, the yeah. party can begin. <laughs> oh, no. Like, we've never... Uh, my family's weird, man. We don't really do anything. No. Your family. I, I'm telling you, man, like... Like, I think we're just so sick of each other because we all work with each other. Yeah, all true. still live with each other. It's just like, nah. Okay, well, that's actually a good point. It's like, is there any specialty pizza at Monty's that you guys cook together that's, like, better oh, than the me, rest? Me, me and my dad make a Thanksgiving pizza every year. Ooh. Wait, you work at Monty's? 
Nick, just leave. Bye. <laughs> Your trolling is not welcome here. <laughs> we don't have time for any new friends right now. Just kidding, it is. What'd you we say, have, uh, You guys do have a tradition. You guys used to go on vacation together. Oh, yeah. we used, Oh, actually, yeah, that's right. Every, every February, we usually go away as a family for a week. Where'd you guys go? Same mine. He's just more about your tradition than you do. Yeah, yes. I, I forget. It's a good friend right there. They become more, like, I don't know, we've been doing it for so long, it's more just, like, routine than it is tradition, you know? Right. Yeah, it does become that makes it, If that makes any sense. 100%. It does become It becomes kind of like a clockwork thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, the Ganges have a tradition where, uh, like, we don't talk about our feelings, but then we're really jer- big jerks to each other. It's uh, <laughs> passive-aggressive stuff. Matt can probably confirm that. That's a good tradition. Nailed it. <laughs> is that old school uh, our grandmother is the most old school hardcore Irish Catholic nice. that is just like suck everything deep down inside your heart and then yeah. release it on to the public yeah, especially the, the ones you love yeah just implode at some point okay I'm it well bye Nick bye Nick <laughs> yeah, I'm here can oh. <laughs> I use this how do you this thing I'm back I'm back Again. Wow. This has been a Yeah, I, I, can certainly, like, I can I certainly attest to that uh, family tradition, especially like us in particular. We're so like hard. We're the worst mix because it's the Irish that drink too much and are uh, bitter, and then the Sicilian that like holds a grudge until the day they die <laughs> and just make you regret every ounce of life. Uh, that's yeah. that's us. We're we we are just that mix. So that's the the Ganji family tradition. So, Can I break some news to Matt? Actually, you might know this already. Matt, do you know Dad got married? Oh, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. Fun fact: My dad got married, and I didn't know about it until later. I'm <laughs> Jay. I was the best man. <laughs> what? Yeah. So, you guys are Irish. That's awkward. I do not approve. <laughs> You guys are. Irish. If I was there, I would have. I would have stood up and been the guy that I do. Uh, I object. Has something to say about this union, <laughs> like in every bad movie. My family's one hundred percent on my mother's side Irish. We're one hundred percent. We're all Conleys. We're all from Boston. Nah, I'm a mutt. Portuguese, your, Italian, Where are your thoughts on potatoes? Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> Idaho potatoes. No, can, we just, Irish potatoes. No, can we just bring out that no, potatoes? They almost wiped us out. Why are people happy to be Irish? Dude, like a, the fan almost like wipes you guys out. To echo my brother, he stepped on my punchline. Right? Because we're the same thing. I think we're genuinely at some sort of a happy people. I don't really think we're, we get, but when we get upset, we get upset. Like there's no question. The fire is on. But Dude, all right, hold on, hold on, hold on. One second. Have you seen on Wikipedia? There's like a list of like uh it's probably just a fake thing, but there's a list of like famous inventions from like all of like Ireland. Like everyone like uh every Irish whiskey. inventor and stuff. Yeah. So wait, <laughs> it. all this stuff is all this stuff is whiskey. Then there's like a five hundred year gap between whiskey and <laughs> doing anything. Oh, I've seen that before. You're looking up, it's like it's like real. It's like they do all this stuff, someone invented whiskey, and it's like ghost town for like five hundred years. What so do we do? <laughs> There's an old, there's a bit from Family Guy from like the original seasons of like Irish economy or Irish civilization before whiskey invented, and it was like 300 years in the future. (laughs) It was like a utopia. (laughs) Yeah, then whiskey is invented and they just start punching each other. (laughs) 
<laughs> but I'm going to respectfully dis- disagree um, that the Irish are generally, air quotes, using finger quotes, happy. They're the most salty, miserable oh, people on the planet. It depends on your family. It depends on your family. I don't know. I, I work It depends on Boston. Boston is called an Irish city. It's the most miserable place on the planet. They're all Irish. They're all mean and salty. They were almost killed by a potato. It's the worst. I the, the Irish people I work with are so miserable all the time. And like they yeah. went straight off, they went straight off the boat, Ireland. Like they're right, 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 right. Like they, they like everyone, here, everyone's miserable here. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm but I mean, like, but then you hear yeah, the Irish like, people other than Ireland. It's us. It's Boston. It's the Northeast. Yeah. It's you don't Boston, have people Ireland. in like Wyoming. They're like, yeah, I'm Irish. Yeah, okay. <laughs> you gotta deal with the circumstances that you're in. That, but, but number one, Jared knows me a long time. Okay, he and I've been basically the same person since I was. You, have, you haven't changed at all, Sam. Changed That's changed an honest truth. Time. I don't have time for change. I don't want to. Okay. It's not worth Jared it. Jared knows me a long time, and he walks away. Yeah. <laughs> Jared knows me a long time. Bye. Bye. I think I've known Jared for longer. Wait, can we do a competition of who does who yes, has known Yes, I would love longest? to do that. Wait, Sam, Sam has known me since I was 15. Okay, I think I've known you since... When did you break your leg? 17. Okay, so that's... I, oh. knew, you, I knew of you. I didn't know you personally, so I guess that doesn't count. Yeah. But it wasn't too long after that. You were still no. a Mazda boy. That's my, my Jared would always say hi to me, and I'd be like, "Who is this kid? Why is he like? What's his problem? Like, you were like really nice to me, and like I didn't like you being so nice. <laughs> Why are you so nice? Oh God, God, please! Nick, stop making friends, friends, all right? I, stop. Stop. I was a weed. I was a weed, bro. No, you were like super nice and like genuine. You're like, hey, what's up? And I was like, who is this kid? That's what problem? attracted me to Jared. I, I saw him. I saw him at a party, but this I already had seen him. We played basketball together, obviously. That we grew up playing basketball with all these guys. And I would see him. Oh, you look confused. I would see him at a friend's right. house, and I would be like, "This guy has such a sweet and nice disposition about him, and he's actually kind to everybody." That sweetheart. Like all these white people talking about basketball. <laughs> we don't have anything to do, man. <laughs> we gotta find something to do. <laughs> these guys are playing shooty hoops. Yes, we were. Even if we sucked, we shot them. <laughs> the the Clapanters are, are known for their shooting. The Clapanators, <laughs> get it right. Oh my God, I can't. A long, a long line of Clapanters. Jared would suggest capitalizing Jared, the second. Did you day. suggest this? Did you allow <laughs> this to happen? This, this wasn't even my idea, bro. Oh, 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 the audio for this thing is going to be all over the place. I love it. I love it. It's, uh, this is what happens on my podcast. I know, dude. I know. It's like leaked into my show. Dude, I wasn't even trying to, like, dick. I don't even... I just found out your real name, like, a minute ago. And so I was like, the Clappinator. Who is this kid? I'm in. I saw Jared's story, and then my brother was on it, and I was like, thanks for the invite, bro. Like, I thought we were friends. That's actually a good topic. Did you have a nickname, and do you still have a nickname today? Not son. So, the Clappinator has been my nickname since fifth grade. Did you, give it to Did you like to clap? No. It's my, Matt's my last his, name. His last name is Clap. Oh, okay. Oh. I mean, Matt, Matt's got a pretty a nickname that gets destroyed all the time. It's his Instagram handle, and it gets destroyed. 
all the time by this yeah. one podcast we listen to. Welcome to my entire life in school of people not knowing how to pronounce our last name. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Janji? Dude, so first she is I have a brother here that I can attest to. Yep. Our last name is Diganji. I don't feel it's very hard to pronounce. Diganji. D I G A N G I. Diganji. Pretty simple. It's Italian. Whatever. My entire life has been people murdering my last name. Straight murdering. Digangi, Digangreen, Diganja, whatever you want to say. Dude, someone in my hall called me Diganja like, on the platform. Wow. And so my Instagram name is just my first and last uh, letters of my name, Dat McGangy, and it gets murdered. <laughs> like straight murdered. That's not a plug to follow me, but it just gets straight murdered of like Dat McGangy. <laughs> like, like my actual name has a <laughs> question mark at the end of it. Clayber, did you have a nickname growing up? Yeah, Big Head. <laughs> Dude, that I think it's nice. pretty proportionate. Well, you, like, that's not fair. That's not fair. Well, I wasn't like this thick before. So. Can you stop flexing? Can you stop? Nobody cares. Nobody in this chat cares C's. but you. Nobody. How many C's are in that thick, though? Yeah, four. right? How many C's? 18 C's. 18 C's. I was really skinny in that, so my head was huge. Yeah. The complete opposite of Dwight Howard. Like, my family have, calls me that's like, that's my nickname, my family. Nice. Because I'm a baby, so. Oh, did you have brothers and sisters? Yeah, I do. I have one older sister that's way before my parents met. I have two sisters with my parents, and I have, I actually just found out I have another sister. Cousin sister. Cousin sister. Who's this, Kentucky? <laughs> Whoa, whoa, no, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> that's, that's like serious stuff. Go ahead. So, I've known her, like, we all knew her as our cousin our whole life. Jared, relax. I'm like, I was, wondering, <laughs> I, I was wondering why she looked like us. It's because like, he told me the story. Like, it's, uh... She looked just like us, and then, like, I come to find out my mom was like, don't tell nobody, or I'll beat you up. <laughs> <laughs> the most mom response ever. It's like, you, it's like you with a wig. Go ahead and still with the mustache. You're like, what? I just said, this is your sister. You're like, what? I'm like, what? Who is my sister? That's set for two of this. Thank you for telling me. They come to find out my dad slept with a maid, so. Tiger Woods! Oh, Jerry! Oh, sorry. I didn't step on that. And I have a brother, too. Wow. I don't know him. Brittany has an uh, an aunt who was like twelve <laughs> or something. Like, so her grandfather died like a couple years ago. Actually, a long time ago now. But uh, at the the will, when they're reading uh, the um, will and who's getting what and stuff. So <laughs> this, is, this is a long story, but like I'll backtrack. So he had fighting chickens. He would like fight roosters, like uh, cockfighting. Cock he was legit <laughs> cockfighting. So he Whoa, had, he's significantly cooler than I ever thought he was. Whoa. No, 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 no. This is uh, this is Brittany's lovely um, grandfather, the one who her her real dad, real dad. Oh, dad. okay. I never so, that. dude, he had a second family down in Georgia, and they were reading off like you know, Marky gets this, Jackie gets that, and whatever. And they did this other kid, and I was like, who's this? 
turns out he had second family down in Georgia because he had like cockpipes down there and like she was like some girl and like like that for like twenty something at the time and like now she has like this uh you know twelve old uh aunts or something ridiculous. <laughs> That's it's a wild banana story. I completely brushed all the details of that, uh, but it's something along those lines. And like I don't think the grandmother knew. She was just like bawling her eyes out. She was like crying, like, I'm never gonna see him again and like they said the name and like all the siblings just like looked at each other like who? <laughs> Dude, oh, I was, I was there for the thing. I was like, "What is happening right now?" It was like, and then so this twelve-year-old is like, "I don't know what's going on." Or she was like, yeah, she was that. That's why. When I was younger, I walked into the living okay. room of my dad's house and I saw a picture, and what I saw was stunning. And I did not expect right now. that, Jared. This is live. <laughs> idiot oh wait you record the video yeah dummy don't you even watch the show it's on youtube no i just listened to it yeah. on spotify don't Story. worry all five of us are gonna see it don't worry let me finish my oh, story. Dude, this kid, that was such this, my joke no all dude, three people kid, are gonna be offended this kid is broadcasting in 20 different countries 20 different countries it's unreal that yeah, kid's got a serious passport Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305, Sam Clapp. Let me just finish my story. So I walk in the living Sorry. room and yeah. I pick up this picture. Mm. And I, what I see, I can't believe. Because I know what my dad looks like as a young person. I know what my uncle looked like as a young person. My grandmother. But then there's this other person in the picture. And I'm like, who is this guy? And I asked my dad. I said, who is this other kid in the picture? He goes, that's your Uncle Steven. I says, what? <laughs> and apparently... Uh, their younger brother got hit by a car when he was seven years old and just Dude. took a fat L. I had no idea. This is you're, We're talking, you know, 20 years. I had no idea. And That's I see crazy, this picture. Man. I'm like, what in the world? And then my dad finally told me the story. And then, you know, eventually we would... My uncle passed away like three years ago. And so we would go to the cemetery and it, you would see his little headstone, my uncle Steven. It's like, wow, he was actually a real person. It's so funny what you don't know. It's it is crazy like the stuff like there's always hidden family stories that just don't get told. Yeah. Yeah. Every family has skeletons in the closet, as they say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like I mean, it's and it's I I can understand to a point. Like if you have kids, it's gotta be tough for like stories like that to come up and be like, oh, by the way, you know, this is what happens. Yeah, yeah there's some stuff you try to shelter them from because I mean, it's strange. Yeah. It's not, yeah. it's foreign to them, you know? All right, guys, I'm late for another Zoom meeting. Nick. Sorry, we'll do it for real. I'm sorry for being here. Adios. I'm just being Good to see you. This just in, Zoom Very nice being you, Kluber. Very nice being you, Cocanter. Matthew, I hate you. Jared. Love you, brother. Keep listening. Looking swole, kid. Solar Express. Oh, that was interesting. <laughs> I'm so glad that my name is being so savage tonight. But <laughs> I, I, honestly, Sam, I did not plan for it to get butchered. That was I don't care. Not my intention I'm by having these two bronies on. This is my show. Like I'm not worried. <laughs> Everything that, that's anything can happen on the show. It's true. It's true. All is well in the power of editing. This is very true. I don't, if I don't, only I could have edited that podcast that we did not. <laughs> I feel like. I know you know. I just I don't. I have, I have nothing to say about that night. Really? Because I know. <laughs> oh, did you lose a dude? Of course, Jared's my boy. Yep. I would definitely yep. want him. Come on. That was that was the best roller coaster 
of a disaster that has ever been recorded. Hey, you know what? That happens. That happens. Yeah, sometimes, you know, a train wreck happens, and you just have to watch it because it's a train wreck. But it's satisfying. Oh, Nick's not here, so we can talk about it. All right, so real quick. Real quick, so so I had Nick, Matt, Rob over. We were going to do pizza reviews. Ooh, which lasted all about five minutes. Which is what you and I need to do, also. We, we, I'm, we in, are, I'm in on that because I am yeah, the aficionado. We are, we, we, are, we are planning to do an actual pizza-tasting podcast. Clearly, you should come, too. With all the all the good places around Boston, and then we'll have to get LaFesta, too, because they're definitely oh. honorable mention. Oh! Honorable mention, for sure. <laughs> but, so, so, I had them over. We talked pizza for, like, five minutes. And then we talked cars, and then all of a sudden, so Nick wrong. Nick was Nick was coming off a dry month. I didn't drink at all for a whole month, and literally gassed like three IPAs, and was out in left field. I don't even remember what he like. You've listened to it. Matt was there. He was just going off. He would just like interrupt, stop everything, and tangent about nothing, and it was. He did it the whole night. Then we started, then we watched um that what was that stupid show um the very oh uh, I think you should leave I think you should leave. He decides to in- introduce me to that. I'm like, what is this just train wreck? That's an interesting thing though. Is like the differences that you the effects that you feel that are different between like a whiskey, an IPA, a regular beer, and maybe a wine or something like that. It's so different. It's so mm. different. But I will just say it's it wasn't even like it was a little bit of that because it, he was out of practice. I'll say <laughs> um, that's a good term, out of practice. But also, like with our family, we have this thing that's called it's especially with my mother who absolutely doesn't listen to this. So I will say it. Um, I'm going to use air quotes when I say this. We have this thing called it's on. Like my mother just has to be on. Like. <laughs> She has to be the thing. She's the hostess with the mostest, as she says. Like she has to be the center of the conversation. I certainly do it myself. I'm probably doing it now. Like we have to be in it. And so with my brother going being dry and then coming back in it, and then with our family history, he just had to be it. And so like I was like elbow nudging him the whole night, texting him throughout of it, like, dude, you need to relax. And he's my older brother by six years. So, like, little brother was, like, hollering at the big brother. And it was very awkward. And we still talk about it. Like, Jared, how long ago was that? I feel it was, like, two years. Or was that, a year was ago. Last, no. last spring. I think it was last spring. It could have been two years. It was a year ago. It was obviously pre-COVID. And that, like, skews the timeline like crazy. But it was, I'm going to say, literally a year and a half ago. Because COVID's been almost a year. And it was spring or or summer so it was probably a year and a half ago and we still like routinely comment about it how crazy is that that covid has already been around for a year dude it's it skews your timeline so much of memories oh my word it does it certainly does it's it's dumbfounding i cannot believe that like and my show is about to approach a year like in January, it'll be a year old. That's when I started. I, I, I'm actually, 
I'm very uh, pleased that I'm able to keep doing it, you know, especially with guests that continue to come on, you know, Kleber comes on, Jared, you know, it's it's a pleasure to have you on, Matt, and also Nick, who was here earlier. Um, I just like that people enjoy the lost art of conversation, because you know what, dude, in this time, nobody has conversations anymore. Oh, no, it's, it's terrible. And Jared and I have had this conversation extensively about social media. About ruined it. Ruined life as we know it. Everything. Oh, absolutely. Cleaver, why are you cheesing hard right now, bro? Cleaver <laughs> just, just came up with... quiet uh, this entire uh, time when you say something. Cleaver <laughs> took a social media hiatus for a little bit. I know. Bit. Tell, us, tell us about that experience. That, but that's a good thing. Yo, I needed that. Yeah. My wife just brought me cookies. Whoa. Yo, what's up with you guys having cookies? You guys suck. Cleaver's got fresh cookies too. Jared, what's wrong with us? Can we wife somebody up to make us cookies? <laughs> yeah, gang, gang. I ain't getting wife anytime soon. No, come on, please. What do you think you're dealing with the Johnny Bananas? That's not going to happen. <laughs> Ooh, they're still hot. That's my choice. That's my choice. It is. Yeah. Ooh, I love this woman. Yeah, hey, you know what? More power to, to you. Yes, thank you. I'm not saying it's out. This is this is what like half the reason why I had to cancel that last podcast, Jared. It was like because it, it was like it just got extensive, and I don't want to get into any of that. But the one thing I'll say is this: it's not out of the question. One day, you and I are going to find somebody that is the equivalent of something better than you and I. That is a big compliment. You know? Single gang, YOLO. Single gang is easy. I'm not saying it's out of the question. Mr. and Mrs. Clubbender. <laughs> oh, man. I got you. I'm, I'm sorry. No, but you, you said it perfectly because it's someone that's better than you that makes you better. And that's how you know they're the one. Yes. And when it's right, it'll be right. But we're not in a rush. That's the the great thing. Is like it's not. Dude, I'm I'm, I'm enjoying my time being single. Yeah, God, it's easy. You don't have to rely on nobody but you. you but know? it's pretty sweet when you can rely on someone, and you can kind of like hands off because you have someone else who to take that take whatever else is going on and run with it. It's you know it's truly it's threefold cord cord. It's the partnership. And so when you feel like you are lacking, there is someone else to pick it up. True. True. Makes sense. I think I think there's a level of comfortability with each thing. When you're single, <clears throat> you learn how to deal things with yourself because you don't really have an option. The option is you either learn and adapt or you sit there and wonder when you're... I mean, there's, not, there's not wrong being independent, so... That's exactly what I'm saying. Exactly. Hey, man. Like oh, my, my bed and my mom. I'm sorry. My Let him like speak. That. My wife is like that, even still now, so... Like, she don't need me. As far <laughs> as, know. like, independence goes? Yeah, she's still, you know... Because, you know, guys, we get lazy, so... She's one of those where, like... I'm, a, I'm still, you know... Do it. Yes, I don't need you. But, you know, <laughs> and, and when she does 
So I was, we were hanging up this TV right here, right? <laughs> Look at that. Nice work. So I got up. So I came home. She's like thinking I need her help. You know, I never say it out loud that I don't need help. You know, I just made a face. I get out of my way. Um, <laughs> yep. So, yeah, so like, I, I, I put like one bolt in there and I was like, I don't need you. I'm good. <laughs> you know? And she's like, wow, I'm, I'm losing my manly, independent ways because he's doing everything. I'm like, I gotta do something. Like, you're already doing everything else. Right. You know? There's nothing wrong with being independent, though. I, I was like that, you know? You have to. Especially now. It's so different now than like 10 years ago. It's so different. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking, like, when I was thinking about this topic for discussion today on the podcast, it's like, you know, a lot of these guys who are doing these Zoom weddings, and I'm not knocking anyone, I'm not saying you're right or wrong, it's just, it's it's interesting to see how people are going to change themselves, for lack of a better word, because it's like, you really have no idea what you're in for. Oh, this, this pandemic, pandemic has made people rush into things. For some that, reason, because yep. it's like, it's it's just crazy to watch. Like, like, like it was like maybe two or three friends getting married a year. I think I have, no, like, nine or ten people that have just, like, jumped the gun, set a date, zoom it, yeah. see you later. Yeah. I'm like, oof. Yeah, I, I feel like a lot of people have seen this as, this pandemic as a, like, a quote-unquote Armageddon situation, and they have rushed into things you know i'm i'm in a relationship and i'm in a, seri- a serious relationship i may or may not be ready for marriage but there's a pandemic going on and i think we should do this and none and, of the people that i know have gotten married are over the age of 22 which is like it's crazy yeah, it's that's, young. That's, I, mean, that's, I was that's young. Cleve, how old were you when you got married 22 22 okay i was uh, 27. I just, no, I was uh, 28. Just turned 28. But there and again, Byron. there again, you know, it, it, I think it definitely depends on the person. If you have a level of maturity that you've developed, and even if you develop it early because of your experiences, it's going to be different than other people's. Sam, let's be honest. I'm going I'm to take this real quick. How many people do we know that were born after the year 2000 oh. that are mature. Let's be honest here. Not many, my friend. You and I are definitely a close second. Like, jeez, <laughs> wait a second. Don't, don't drag me down with you. Don't drag me down with you like that. Like a cleaver. Jared, I've known Jared for a few years, and in a few years, this kid has made leaps and bounds. My man's doing work. When? Just shout out to Jay Hungry. <laughs> Leaps and bounds, my man. I agree, 100%. You, I love you. And just Jared appreciation moment. Wow. I, hey, man. Thank you. Big hearts. Thanks, Big hearts. I didn't ask for that. That was a nice Big thing to say. Well, a woman's. Hey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Tip the scales. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> I think I think like what you guys are talking about too, like Matt, Matt and Cleaver, you both said like you both are can be independent from your wives, and nowadays you don't see that. You see way too much clinginess, clingy, like, and like oh. suffocation. Like ain't about it. Like just because you're married, you don't have to be the same person. You know what I'm saying? The problem yeah. is this: 
is that a lot of people cannot live alone, make decisions alone, and survive alone without other people. And I understand that to a level. Like, I live alone. I need my friends. There's no question about that. I need I need this show. You need content. You sorts. need something. But yeah. do you need it to the level to where you're willing to completely oh, yeah. put yourself into that life? Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, good for you for living alone. I know Jared just got his own place. Good for you for living alone. I'm in the party uh, of... Before you get married, you should absolutely live alone but so you know what reality is like. Right. Uh, right. Paying your own bills, living alone, knowing what your life is like without your parents, you know, living in your own house. You know, some people do it and they're completely fine. I'm not knocking that, but just my opinion, you know, I lived alone for a year and a half. It wasn't a super long time, but at least I knew what it was like living alone, living your own life paying your own bills. It wasn't such crazy culture shock before I went into a marriage and, you know, doing the same things, being responsible for someone else, which I'm three years in. I just had my third year um, a couple of weeks ago and it's still crazy. Thank you. It's still crazy. Like you're still responsible for someone else. Have being a family head, paying your bills. It's still crazy thinking I've been married for three years. And so I think it's very important to live on your own and have that self-independence for yourself, let alone for someone else. Yeah. That, I've, it, it's so funny you say that, Matt, because that's like always been my philosophy is know yourself before you know anyone else. And you know what? It's like, yeah, obviously your upbringing has a lot to do with it. You know, um, I, I grew up in a single parent home. I was, Me too. I was a man of my house. I did not have a choice when it came to, you know, developing an ethic to where you do support somebody else. You do support yourself. You make your own money. You make your own decisions. And now that I'm alone, like, I've been on my own since I was 19. And it's what an education I've gotten. In exactly. Amount of time. Yeah, real life. And yeah, even, it... e- even in a short period of time, you know, Jared and I have spoken about this on my podcast before, is that even in those two, three, maybe five years, you learn so much. You learn so much. And you're some of it you're prepared for and some of it you're not, but you're okay with whatever comes. Yeah. yeah. I mean I live I mean I'm twenty seven and still was living with my parents up until moving out in the past week or so but it's not like i was relying on that i paid my own bills bought all my own groceries all my own stuff for everything but you see like people nowadays compromising any independence that they have and then they go ahead and jump the gun and then boom they're not just not ready for it you know it's definitely yeah. a shock you get slapped in the face with reality yeah for sure yeah, like I'm I'm not trying to badmouth anyone because No, absolutely not. No, it's it's, like, it's, it's you know, it's better to do it than to live in sin, but you see a lot of kids that like at their own wedding they're not even able to take a drink either of them. Yeah, that's that, that's yeah, that's weird. And you know, me I'm 31 now. I've I've seen I'm only 31 and I've seen so many marriages of my people I grew up with 
begin and fail. Who? I mean, the divorce rate of the people I know is insane. And it's those people that just were, well, let's do it no matter what. And it's pretty crazy. It's it's kind of shocking to see. Yeah. You know, so- I'm, I was 27 when I got married. And I was, air quotes, because there's video but also audio, air quotes, I was old yeah. to be married as a witness. You know, I, I was in a serious relationship in my early 20s. And people were like, I was... 22 23 and people are like why aren't you married yet yeah i know it's interesting you know, how they what's the issue questions. there's this, this this odd peer pressure why aren't you married yet? married yet so i got married at 20 uh 28 years old and it was why aren't you you know wow you're old for for getting married at 28 but you see all these not all i'm you know there's i know plenty of people that are have like great, successful good strong marriages but the, on the other side there's also a lot that just get married too young aren't a, a good side of it is they're just not super strong in the truth and they haven't you know truly taken fold truly taken hand of that threefold cord and yeah. married too young and they're already divorced in their late 20s and it's crazy absolutely crazy yeah so like me Klebert, matt all in the same circuit growing up we kind of all know that all these same marriages that We've all we've all seen like the same people. Yeah. Just go straight down the tube. Yeah. Yeah. I just found out another one yesterday that like. Oh, that we were, we talking, we were talking about. Yeah. It's interesting. It's like I mean, you got to remember something else, guys. Is that back in the forties and the fifties, as opposed to now, that was a very different time. When people had morals. When people, people had morals. Had different, the, their, their ideas were not based on, I need to get married as quick as possible. It was it was an agreement as far as, like, they knew that it was going to involve work. And anything involves work if you put your heart into it. Things were different then, too. Like, uh, you could live off of a one-income one income family. Yeah, that's true. It didn't need to take four jobs in this country to make a living. Yeah, exactly. It really didn't. But now that it does, and that's that's the other thing too, is that a lot of people just don't want to put in the work. That's nothing to like everyone back then. Like men had full time jobs Look coming at this out of kid. school. Hey, like they knew what's they knew up, responsibility Tarzan? and making a living. Yo, what's up, Kai? Hi, buddy. Hi. You want you getting ready for the new Spider Man, kid? Yeah. All right, there you go. It's what I like to hear. But yeah, see, me and you touch on this subject a lot. How sure. just kids nowadays just don't really get it. I know, and it's like it seems, and it seems kind of cliche, you and me saying that, but it really is the case. It really is true. You know, you you and I have been around long enough to see that the mistakes that other people have made, and we've learned from that. Mistakes other people made, living off my own mistakes too, man. Well, yeah, but Jared, you, you yes, sir. You've adapted as you know. Exactly. It's, it's, it's how being. you grow off those mistakes. Sure. That's what counts. And I mean, like, and especially me. You know, and, and now you and I are obviously close, and it's like, and I don't even want to get into this because I don't want to cry. But you know, there was a certain situation where you raised my consciousness, and. I really took a hard look at myself in the mirror after that one night, and I think you know what I'm talking about. Um, 
and you know there's certain situation there's certain people that you want to have around you that help you raise your consciousness and that you learn from it and by that same token you see other people's experiences whether they're married or not and you try to grow from that even if it's just little bit little by little you know and so that's that's why i appreciate what matt's saying is that he kind of saw those examples growing up and it didn't affect him and now he's 31 and he's probably learned a lot just oh, in absolutely. that three-year span yeah i mean life is the greatest teacher yeah. yeah. You know, I've been through many, many things that, like you said, you know, I don't want to get into it and start getting overly, overly emotional because this is a podcast and it's not, you know, Matt, emotional time. But, <laughs> you know, life is the greatest teacher and that's just circling back of living on your own and having those experiences is just the greatest teacher. Experiences it. Sure. You know, every every situation that you can grow and learn from, you take it and run with it. Mm. And my uh my dad, I my stepdad, but I say dad, always told me that information is knowledge. Anything that you can get that you can grab, you can put your hands on, you take it and run with it because that's progression and that's growth. Because you really don't have much else, you know. Yeah, your name, your name and growth is all you, you know, in this wicked system and this world of things that can go away like moth and rust. Your name is all you have. Yeah. And it's, so being a good, stable person and, you know, having a good name and being mature and, and grown is all you have. Yeah, it's so funny. People ask me all the time. You know why? Why don't you? Why don't you have a girlfriend? Why don't you? Why don't you do this or that? It's like because there's a difference between compromising how you live with being content. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, been there. And you know what? I'm content. I've been content for a long time, and it's like over when as years pass, it's just like stuff like that just isn't my world anymore. I can remember being young and wanting to find anybody and everybody and anybody to like go out with me or do all this other stuff. It's just like Oh dude, anything that I'm would just move. such a different person. It's not me anymore. It's not my world. I think about yeah. more important things than that. Yeah. There are more had... you. That's the thing, it's like there's much there's a much bigger picture than just focusing on that. Sure. Yeah, if you had any idea how many friends or, yeah, friends or whatever that I've lost through the last 10 plus years of just maturation and growth, it's it's bananas. You know, it's, it it's a was, lot. Was... You know, it would make you emotional of just how many friends you've lost because they're not people you need in your life, people that aren't good examples, people that... I don't want to say you have, you've outgrown because that's a superiority thing. You know, that's not, I'm not trying to say that I'm better than anyone, but people are on different levels of maturation. Sure. Mm-hmm. And so saying you've outgrown, outgrown someone is not a, a dig at anyone. It's not saying I'm better than anyone, but you're on different 
maturity levels and the amount of friends that I've lost that I've lost and gained back because you've found each other again. It's crazy. You know, I can't even tell you how at 31 years old, it's you go through these cycles of people that are still that are older than you that are still in this mind space of being teenagers. And it's like, it's like off putting Mm -hmm. the amount of mental growth that people haven't gone through and then others have. It's very, very, a very, very difficult situation. And you have to be stable with yourself enough to go a while of not having friends. And it's difficult. You know, a lot of times of, you know, tears and pain, but that those tears and pain are growth, Mm -hmm. knowing what you need, knowing what you need around you. And when you realize that and it clicks, it's mind boggling. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm grown enough to know that this is what I need. These are the people I need around me. Mm -hmm. It's hard and difficult, but it's also satisfying and knowing that you're there yeah yeah and and so i keep going on like a lot of people are ignorant to growth yeah that makes sure. it like yeah like when you try to work like this like the past five years i've done a lot like done a lot of my life change whatever this year though the self-growth that i've gone through this year wait like completely blows my mind like what i was able to accomplish for myself from a mental and emotional aspect. Yep. By just not even, by just folk, like without the ability to hang out with people on a constant basis or have that constant social interaction to just take a look at yourself, like wait now, just chilling in my basement. You just, I don't know. You get the time to just really think about yourself and grow. And then once you do that growth, people ask why you changed when they should be happy that you're growing. Yeah. And it's, and it's, it's, do you people, think you're, I got a lot of, I'm sorry to interrupt, but you're 27, Jared. 26, 27 was the biggest year of my life as far as mental growth. And it was huge for me of like realizing what I needed and where I needed to be massive year. And just going on your point of when you hit that growth, it's you get a lot of, oh, you think you're better than me. And a lot of people not encouraging your growth. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people trying to pull you pull you back of you think you're better than me or not encouraging you in your growth. And I just, I totally feel what you're talking about. Yeah, Sorry it, to interrupt. I just no, I wanted like to add this, that in because it was massive for me. This, this past year, the amount of, wow, you don't talk to me anymore. How come text or messages I've received? It's been like, because I'm just focusing on a bigger picture right now. I mean, the, the fact that people don't, don't want to accept that, don't want you to change or grow or become better. It's just a, I don't know, big sign of ignorance if you ask my honest opinion. Yeah, it's funny that yeah, you said that. Yeah, Like, and that's why I respect you so much, Jared, is because, like, there's certain moments in time where you and I will have conversations, and you mentioned to me once about toxicity between friendships. And... You know, rooting out a lot of that negativity in your life is a big deal. Dude, when you cut out toxic, you cut out toxic people. Like not not like on the same point, Matt was not saying that you're better than someone, but you you when you take the time to grow, you realize 
the people that were holding you back yeah. from that growth. And when once you cut that out, it's like you, you figure feel out like, what's right for you. Yeah. Yes, exactly. A, a much healthier person emotionally, mentally, just because you stabilize. Cleaver, have you changed a lot since married life? Like, have they, obviously, you have a son now and had a kid. It's obvious, but you know, like mentally, has your attitude changed on things since? Because uh, I mean, you're married now a long time, obviously. But did you, you know, from yeah. from yourself as a young man to now, what has changed? Well, let's see. I mean, I I was always. The mature one in my group, <laughs> like, you know. Why? <laughs> I can see that. No, I can see nah, that. You guys, you guys see a different person. Now, okay? No, Cleaver, I can see that. I see it too. But, but I mean, like, I can like, like in the circle of like, you know, the guy friends back when I was like uh, 20, 21, I was the youngest, um, and I was like, I think I was like the first to get married, and. Uh, you know, they followed suit, honestly, like, and then, like, half of them did not work out and stuff, because, you know, even back then, I, I was, like, giving people, like, advice, even though I didn't know much, but I know common sense, you know, it's like, I applied a lot of the stuff, you know, that they teach us at the meetings and stuff to everything, you know, even if, You like, knew enough. Yeah, I knew enough to, like, okay, do it this way, it'll be better. Like, take your time, you know. I was young, but I was like, I wasn't trying to rush nothing. And, you know, it was, even to this day, I'm still, like, at my own pace, you know, like, no matter what. Like, I'm not going to rush it. You know, I think my dad, you know, it's funny. Uh, I think I mentioned this on the show before. Um, but it's one of my favorite things that my dad actually taught me growing up. Uh people who use cuss words are the ones who cannot find an intelligent word to say. And I took that to heart because it's like, you know, in life, you take time to learn lessons. You don't just rush. And if you look into rush, then, you know, it's, it's not necessarily going to be the right or wrong thing but you may not be ready for the results either and how people perceive you mm -hmm. and how you perceive yourself. So, you know, I, I always thought that that was a good, that, that was an interesting thing that he, he brought out. And I've, I tend to apply that with a lot of stuff nowadays. You know, I'm, I'm in such a routine now in life where it doesn't, it doesn't come up often. And obviously, since we're in a pandemic, there's really not much you can do anyway. But it's little things thing. here and there that that make me think like that. Yeah. This pandemic has made everybody kind of open their minds a little bit. Oh, 100%. Uh, mm, uh, 50, 50. Some people, some people, some people, some people, some people opened their minds and like, used, it, used it to their... Not to say the advantage. I mean, this whole situation does suck, but made, like making the best of it. And then there's some people that are just using it as an excuse to not even make, like become even worse. It's it's a fifty-fifty if you ask me. Could be. I I tend to think that 
<clears throat> the time that I've spent alone here at the house is the longest I've ever had to be at home. I've mm -hmm. never, I mean, Jared, you and I go places all the time. Mm -hmm. We see friends, you know, we, we do all this stuff normally, but you know, since the pandemic has hit, you have to admit there has been a significant time where you have been alone and had more time to, even if you don't want to, it's more time to think, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, I personally, like if you asked me a couple of years ago to, you know, did you think that you were going to come out with an EP by yourself? I would have told you, no, never. Because mm -hmm. I had the band, you know. I didn't have a podcast. I didn't have any admiration to do a podcast. But, you know, to have it, and to have it now at a point where I feel it's so important for people to have something, I, I have no regrets. And I probably would have years ago if I tried this now. You know no saying? regrets, man. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> Funny story. Dude, you took the words out of my mouth. I was about to say no regrets. <laughs> I was in high school. This is why we're all friends. I was in high school, and it, this uh, I was in my horticulture class, and there was this one kid that was like a couple years ahead of me. And uh, I think the story that I remember is that he got drunk one night. And he went out to the tattoo parlor, and that's of, of course that's that's the typical no move. Regrets, get... But he handed it to him on a piece of paper, and it said no regrets, and that's when he got tattooed on his arm. The cliche move. <laughs> the cliche. Oh, Matt, what are we sipping that guy? Yes. What's on the menu. I mean, ice water. Ice wine. Yes. It was it was a Manhattan, but it's gone. What is a Manhattan? Uh, it is a adult beverage. We like to call them adult sodas. I'm aware. What whiskey, is in the Manhattan? Whiskey, whiskey vermouth and a cherry. Uh, bitters, whether or not you like them. I like it's, them, it's, so. I don't know what bitters say, It's definitely a quiet taste, bitters. Okay. Right. Love me some bitters. Interesting. They're bitters. Good, good for an upset stomach. Oh, really? Yes. How do you know oh, that, yeah. Jared? That's, that's, that's a bartender's <laughs> trick. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Dude, bitters or whiskey is like our deal for upset stomachs, and I have like rationale for it too. It's not just being an alcoholic. It's like ah. <laughs> no, like you. No, no, I, I know. <laughs> we, we've been doing it for my wife and I've been married, like I said, for three years. So for we did it for a year. So for four years, oh, my stomach hurts. Just not even like do a shot, like you know, crush a shot, but like have a little bit of whiskey. And the rationale is when your body takes an alcohol and you don't feel well, it's alcohol is essentially, essentially, geez, let me say it. It's actually, uh... <laughs> essentially a toxin. And so your body attacks it first because it's a toxin. And so it distracts your body and attacks the toxin. And so when you have a stomach ache and you take a little bit of whiskey, it attacks it and it removes your not feeling well because it's going after the whiskey and then you feel better. Okay, and so we've been doing it for four years. It is tried and true. Shout out I'm to also... you guys. Anytime you have like a stomach ache or just like kind of feel blah, not like truly sick, yeah. but you know, like I don't feel good. I have a little bit of indigestion or stomach ache or something. You're just not like feeling too hot. Just a little bit of whiskey. 20 minutes later, you're good to go. Mm. I'm, I'm also a fan of once you feel not feeling well coming on tequila kills everything yeah 
Also the same with uh, picklebacks. Okay, see, picklebacks are just they're a gift from God. Yeah, I mean, vinegar is good for settling your stomach. Mm-hmm. It's science. My dad drinks pickle juice for his cramps since he got hit by a car, and apparently it cures it. Dude, vinegar is like a serious cure-all. Vinegar and kale, superfoods. And it's a cleaner. Like, I know people that clean their houses with vinegar. Yeah. Heartburn, apple cider vinegar is the best thing you can do for yourself. And you can catch flies with apple cider vinegar. That is true. Oh, that's good. Just put in a little, you know, something low, and they like chill in the rim, and then they just drown themselves. Like I don't get it. Pretty much, you like, but you got to put a little bit of dish soap in there too, so that they can't escape. Didn't know that. Just as a tip, but you got to get one of them uh, plastic Tupperwares and then stab holes in it all over the place, so that they fly in, but then they can't fly out. Boom! Cool. Look at this Info- informative podcast. Just in case you guys were wondering. <laughs> all right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to wrap this up. I want to thank my guests one hundred percent for coming on the show. Uh, that was a fun one, Sam. Thank you. you. Oh, guys, thank you so much for doing the show. It's always fun for me. Uh, to have new people on, to have older people on, um, you know, older guests, obviously, and uh, definitely want to do this again. Season four. Okay, Pizza be, Pod coming soon. Pizza Pod coming soon. It will be on the High Tower podcast initially. Yeah, it will oh, be. Dude, I'm coming in hot with so many pizza yes. takes. You can't even handle it. I am so hyped for uh, this. Matt, if Manhattan's on that list, we have some issues. Dude, I messaged them on the reg just with love. <laughs> I still have I still have that, that zip up hoodie from them. Unreal. Oh, if I didn't have a conscience, I would have it too. You, you learned to outgrow it. No, anyway. not a shot at you, but the one I wanted the yeah, one I, I wanted was bad. <laughs> yeah, I know the one you're talking about. It had a pentagram on it, just saying. <laughs> Season four will be premiering on Monday morning. Uh, we want to say thank you to everybody for listening to season three. This has been tremendous. It's been amazing. We want to thank all the new countries that have shed their love on this podcast. It's been crazy. And, you know, as Jared mentioned, we have 20 countries that are listening to this. Mr. Worldwide, Mr. 305. It, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I cannot express the love that has... Uh, has been shown to me the reviews keep writing the reviews keep writing the uh, uh comments and dms and and rate um you know i'm thinking of you guys this this pandemic has sucked for everybody but we're all still here we're all still together and we're all still family here at the way laughing podcast so thank you for tuning in and we are coming <laughs>